Who knew in the moment? The premise of the show is as we're living our lives, very rarely do we realize the magnitude of a moment while it's happening. However, in hindsight, we can look back and see all of the pivotal moments that have led to where we're at. Enjoy as we interview amazing people with fascinating stories, sharing their pivotal moments. Our podcast is now available to be streamed on Amazon Music. Go check it out. Hello and welcome to another episode of Who Knew in the Moment, the podcast. I'm your host, Phil Friedrich, and today I'm honored to have Max West with me. Max is an entrepreneur. Uh, She owns her own photography business, but she's also in the fitness world and in fitness competition. And so I'm really excited to highlight how she's gotten into these areas. But one quote that she has that really stuck out to me is that nobody is too busy. If they are interested and important, they will make time. And I think that talks to the character that she is. Uh, and she shows with her people. So Max, thanks so much for being on today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. And I'm just like, whoa, that's the thing he pulled out. <laughs> where did where did I say? I don't know. I remember saying that. But where did I say that? Where did you find that? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we're giving you all the credit today. So it was good. It's a good nugget. Now, oh, no, it's great. I'm just like, wow, where, where did I ever write that? <laughs> where could you dig that up? <laughs> oh, I love it. Because there must be so many things that I have said that is possible to find online. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, some of you would have appreciated me saying maybe some others, possibly not. Hey, I have nothing to hide and I do not regret anything I've ever said. So feel free to say anything. (laughs) Yes. So growing up for you, you grew up in Sweden and at a young Mm -hmm. age, you really got excited and into tennis. So talk a little bit about how that came to be and why you liked it. So I have a father who's very much into sports and always was very athletic. He competed in a lot of things. So I remember when I was little, my dad would tell me and my sister that, you know, I don't care what you do, but you have to do something Mm -hmm. like you pick the sport or the whatever activity it is you want to do, but you got to do something. So obviously because my dad played tennis and he had been playing for, I don't know how long that was the first thing he brought us to. And I played, my sister played, I immediately got hooked on it. I loved it. My sister did not at all. (laughs) So I kept doing that. And I even had like a private uh, teacher. Like I would train with my, with my coach several times a week. And I, you know, the goal was to get really good at this. And I, I think I played for, I was like seven or eight when I started and I played for many years. I'm going to say like 11, 12 years probably. And I was really good at it. I even did a few like teenage competitions or championships or whatever. Uh, And it wasn't that I, like I stopped playing when I turned 18. Yeah. Because I thought it was way cooler to go out and party with my friends. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, no, I mean, I, I'm not going to say I regret stopping playing because I don't have any regrets. I think that everything I've done in my life is for a reason. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, on occasion, I miss it. And I haven't really played and I, I don't do it, but I should. <laughs> yeah. Now, I think there's a lot of good life lessons we can take from playing sports. And, you know, probably one of the oh, reasons yeah. your dad wanted you to compete at something. And mm-hmm. 
you know, talk a little bit about whether it was like getting a competitive nature or realizing, hey, I'm maybe not the best at something right when I start, but if I work hard at it, I can become a lot better. Mm -hmm. Talk about how that's played out for you and just maybe little takeaways as you reflect back. I think it's like this. So I'm like a straight up copy of my dad in every possible way. My sister is like a straight copy of my mom in every possible way. So my dad is, first of all, I think he wanted us to do something. He's not a health freak like me, but he definitely understands the, the importance of moving and, and doing something, doing activities. Yeah. I'm just putting on my phone on do not disturb because I kept getting a bunch of texts now. Um, so he definitely wanted me to just like do something to stay active, stay healthy, even though today we always joke about this. And he's like, yeah, I can learn a lot from you, you know, because he doesn't, he's not like into the training and the nutrition the way I am. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I was playing tennis. Uh, my dad is also, he works a lot. And he was always, when we were young, my dad doesn't have a lot of money, but he's doing very well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so when I was little, if I wanted something, I had to work for it. So mm. I remember that I was always a little scared. My dad has a very crazy sense of humor and I've gotten that from him. So these days I'm probably the same. And a lot of people will be like, whoa, wait, what the fuck did she just say? <laughs> uh, but I, an example, like story, I never forget. Is I asked my dad, I said, I want to have, I, I, I need a new jacket. You know, my mom would say, you have to ask dad for a new winter jacket. And I said, I, I need a new jacket. And my dad would say, why you don't mm. deserve a jacket and this was supposed to be a joke yeah. <laughs> he would like say it as a joke and i'll be like oh, oh my god uh maybe i don't <laughs> no and then he would pull on with this joke you know he could go on with that for for days sometimes and then he would be like it was a joke of course i'm gonna get your jacket but you gotta clean the house first mm. so then i will clean the house or do whatever i needed and then i will get the money to buy what i needed yeah so i always kind of got things if i needed something or wanted something i would get it but i always had to like work for it somehow which i think has made me that way i always like to work for things i don't expect to get anything for free from anybody i don't expect people to give me stuff without me proving myself or doing something for it and that's stick with me to this day i still never expect anybody to just do something for me i like to do something in exchange um yeah. And I mean, it's, it's a very good thing, I think. So yeah, he, yeah, that was great. Um, yeah. I said, also my dad works a lot, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, probably a little bit too much. And that's why I've always been like that too. You know, for a long time, many years of my life, I would work would come before sleep. If mm. that makes sense. Yeah. And for the past few years, I've completely changed that. And I believe that if you don't get proper sleep, you're not going to do good work. So for me these days, my priority is always to be healthy because if I keep my body healthy and happy, I am going to do everything better. So I actually sleep seven to eight hours a night and I do, I'm way more productive. I work more efficient. I get more done Yes. these days oh. than I used to do before when I work more hours. <laughs> Now let, let's talk about that. And I mean, we don't need to get into necessarily the science of it, but one thing I would be curious to hear about would be how you listen to your body, right? I think there's a lot of times where if we would just pay attention, we would recognize like, Hey, 
body needs to shut down for a little bit or the body needs something, but we try and ignore it and just keep plowing ahead. What would be your encouragement to someone that's currently living that way and is trying to, you know, become more in tune with what their body's telling them they need to do? So it's very hard. I do understand that a lot of people love to use the thing, but I don't have time. Mm. This is like one of the most common things for people to say. And I know because I used to use it all the time too. And they will say, oh, but I can't sleep more because I don't have time. Or I can't go to the gym because I don't have time. And I understand it's very difficult to just take somebody's words. Uh, but whenever I coach somebody, for example, I always say, I understand that what I'm saying right now maybe sounds crazy to you, but please trust me, I said. And I'm going to say that the people that have actually trusted me, they're going to realize pretty quickly that, oh, it actually works. And this goes for a lot of different things. So I always say, if you don't sleep well, your brain isn't working the way it should, for example. Mm. Or if you're not eating right, your brain isn't working the way it should. Or if you have, I talk about this all the time, food sensitivities. People don't understand how big impact this has. It's not an allergy. I Mm. said, if you have a food sensitivity, it makes inflammation in your gut. And you might not even know it's there. And this inflammation in your gut makes your whole body not function the way it should um so i said like whenever somebody comes to me for any sort of help these days i said first of all we're going to make sure your gut is healthy and your mindset is right because when that's there you're going to be able to push yourself in the gym you're going to be able to to stick to your diet you're going to be able to be happy you're going to be able to work harder work more efficient you're going to be able to do all of these things and because it's much more than just the sleep that plays a role obviously so uh, I'm said like I've changed my way of saying oh I'm a fitness trainer no I'm a fucking I'm the queen of gut issues like I'm the queen of gut yeah. <laughs> like, that's where I always start these days because you you have to like kind of dig in and go from the beginning and fix things from there that's really nothing, good nothing is going to work otherwise well and one thing that I would even uh kind of add to your comment, especially in the beginning part, when you're saying people say they don't have time, I always correct the folks that I get the opportunity to mentor. And I say, Mm -hmm. it's not a priority to you. It's not that you don't have time. You're just not making it a priority, right? Like everyone has the ability to go work out, but you might prioritize Mm -hmm. going to the bar and having a couple of drinks with a friend. It's not that you didn't have time. You just said, this is more important than that. And that's okay. Just don't lie to yourself and say, you don't have time. You did have time. You just didn't make it a priority. That's a very good thing you said that. Don't lie to yourself. I think that's the thing because if somebody makes an active decision to not work out and go have drinks, that that's okay. That's on you, but you have to understand what that is going to do yeah. for you. Like, are you willing to have what the side effects that are coming out of that? I think that's the question and it's not going to make anybody happy. So I said, my goal in life is to be happy and feel good. If that, if your goal is not to be happy and feel good, okay, fine. But yeah. I mean, I, I have a hard time believing that that's not what pe- most people want. Yeah, uh, that's really good. So in your journey then, uh, you know, like you said, hey, at 18, you decide you're no longer going to uh, play tennis anymore. And you start mm-hmm. thinking, maybe I want to start a business. And you start, uh, I believe at some point doing some bartending and 
while you're bartending, an interesting idea comes up. Someone says, well, maybe you should move to New York if you don't love it here. And so talk a little bit about, you know, starting a business and then the transition from Sweden to New York. Okay, I'm going to correct a little yes. bit. First of all, yes. I started working when I was 13 years old. Okay. Uh, and uh, bartending was not, so I was actually, I worked at a aloe vera company as a logistics coordinator before this. So okay. I always had three or four jobs at the same time. I said I was a straight alcoholic, uh, workaholic, not alcoholic, <laughs> workaholic, <laughs> workaholic. I worked seven days a week. I would, I'm not kidding. I would go home and I would like nap on my couch for an hour or two and then go to the next job. Yeah. And I would do this all the time. And I remembered, uh, so I come from Sweden and back in the days, believe it or not, like I'm a naturally like kind of skinny person, but I wanted to be even skinnier. I wanted to look like a supermodel, like super skinny supermodel, because that was what you thought was the way to be, right? Yeah. Nowadays, I know way better. <laughs> These girls are not feeling good. <laughs> right. Um, so I was exercising a lot. I always I stopped playing tennis, but I start going to the gym instead. Yeah. And in the beginning, I will be doing like uh, spin classes and like, uh, what's it called? Like body pump and all of these like classes yeah. that is more like cardio yep. uh, because I wanted to be skinny, right? So I would work my ass off, obviously not be very healthy. And then because I bartended also like at night, uh, so I would go out and drink with my, my friends after work instead of going home to sleep. So I will be not eating bad food. I'm not going to say that. I just didn't understand the concept of what's good eating. So yeah. uh, this sounds kind of crazy, but I, would, I never ate protein. <laughs> I would eat only pasta or like, mm. yeah, I ate a lot of pasta, I remember. But I wouldn't <laughs> eat any meat. I wouldn't eat any meat with it. Or yeah. I would eat like a bunch of cottage cheese i guess that's a little protein but i would yeah. eat like cottage cheese and i would eat like this weird things <laughs> and i remember people at my job would always be like are you eating cat food like what's going on here <laughs> <laughs> and i would eat several times a day because i started to learn that you know you need eat frequently for your body to burn that much i knew yeah. but i didn't know what to eat when i was eating uh so eating very strange and then drink alcohol obviously so I never, I've never been like overweight in my life, but I was very, uh, like I retained a lot of water. So I was very puffy all the yeah. time from alcohol. Yeah. Um, and I know I posted this picture once on Instagram and people are like, Oh, you were fat. Like, uh, I thought you were always skinny. No, I wasn't fat. That is all water retention in my face. Uh, That's what it is. I wasn't fat. That's not what it is. Um, so exercise like a crazy person, work my ass off, never sleep, eat really strange and drink alcohol. And, you know, very bad, all of this. Um, I also smoked cigarettes, like two packs a day, probably. Uh, and still trying my best to be live this whole fitness life, you know? Yeah. I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> um, so started my, yeah, I started my business. Yeah, I was, I was probably 18. I started the photography business. I actually kind of got into that by accident. Okay. So my grandfather used to work for Nikon, or he still does, actually. Uh, so I got a camera when I was very little, I remember, like a red Nikon something. And I guess I took some photos, didn't really know, you know, how it worked or anything. But I always loved to draw. So I've mm -hmm. always been an artist somehow. Yeah. 
love to draw, I love to sit on the computer, started like designing things on the computer. I do design and stuff also. And then I was a metal chick, like total metalhead, went to all these metal clubs and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and somebody asked me, hey, would you want to go to this big metal festival? Like, we'll pay your ticket and everything if you can take photos. I was like, yeah, you know, Heck yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I was like, wait, I don't have a camera for this. So <laughs> my, gra- my grandpa helped me buy a camera. Cool. And I went there and took pictures. And I said, I'd never really done this. But they, I took the pictures and they was like, wow, you're really good. I was like, oh, I'm good at this. You know, I didn't even know how the camera worked. I just like <laughs> guessed my way around to the settings. Like I, haven't, I had no clue how, what the settings meant. Wow. I just taught myself what setting I needed for what occasion, but I didn't know why. Mm. So I actually learned that way later. So yeah. I learned how to shoot and set the camera. I never did the manual setting stuff. I always, oh no, I did the manual settings. I didn't need auto settings on the camera ever. So I I just guessed my way around this thing. Yeah. (laughs) And then I started reading about it later. I was like, oh, that's what the F-stop means. Or that's what ISO is, you know? Yeah. So I I took these, I took pictures for this rock magazine for many years, actually. And that's how it all started. So I was shooting like, people in the festivals like partying and having fun and then i was standing you know yeah. by the stage taking pictures of the artists and i think that taught me a lot of because also i was shooting people like in the clubs after the concerts okay and i just that's how i got into i always call my style paparazzi style <laughs> i love to shoot paparazzi style i don't want the person i'm photographing to be looking in the camera and hmm. thinking we're doing a photo shoot yeah so even when I, so sometimes I do content like that. I will actually photograph my clients without them really knowing I'm doing it. Or when I do a photo shoot with a model, I will tell them like, forget I'm here. We're just, yeah. I'm just going to tell you to do a bunch of shit and you're just going to do that and forget about this photo shoot. Yeah. And that's how I make my content. And I, I said, everybody has their own style. I'm not saying yes. other types of styles are bad or anything, but yeah. I know a lot of people come to me because what I do is very different and right. you don't have to be a professional model to come out great in my pictures. Yeah. Well, and so let's highlight that because I think too frequently when you're entering into a business or you're entering into something, you're trying to mm-hmm. emulate somebody else, which means that you're not doing yeah. your style. You're trying to copy mm-hmm. someone else's style. And the problem with that uh, is, no yeah okay okay yeah. keep going though no mm-hmm. i was gonna say the problem with that is someone else's style depending on you know what we're talking about may be great for them it just may not be a good style for me or it may not be my thing and so you have to have confidence to be willing to try your own way of doing things opposed so, to just adopting certain businesses yeah so i just to explain like how my business works people come to me because they want my style yeah because they want me so I'm going to say not even 1% of my clients will tell me something they want me to do. Yep. 99% of everybody that comes to me say, hey, Max, I'm all yours. Do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Now, and has that, it always been that I way? Developed. Um, no, no. Right in the beginning, when I started, I'd yep. had like a traditional photo studio taking yes. pictures of dogs and babies and clothes and all this stuff. Yes. Uh, but... 
when when it really kicked off was so i used to be the photo manager and creative director for shred supplements yeah and uh, i actually got hired as a graphic designer and i was like you know what i'm gonna do this for i already had my own business yeah. uh, but i was like you know what i've just come to this country uh started my company nobody knows who i am i need to like I need to get into this whole country and like, you know, yeah. so I was like, you know what, this might be a good idea. Work for this company. They're actually growing really fast. Yada, yada, yada. So I started as a graphic designer. I told them, Hey, I'm a really good photographer. I want to do photography. And they're like, mm -mm, Nope, we already have photographers. We don't need that. And I was like, okay, I'm not okay with that answer. <laughs> so I went on my day off to an event they were hosting and I took pictures for free on my day off. Nobody knew I was there. And I sent them to the owner and he's like, whoa, okay, you're our best photographer. You are now the photo manager. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I say with what I say. I, I don't, a lot of people be like, why am I not doing, getting this job? Or why am I not getting this race? Go out and fucking prove yourself. Yeah. Nobody's going to, here's the thing. If you can go out and prove yourself, nobody's going to say no to you. Mm. And it's so common because I've had, friends in my life or boyfriends whatever stuff they'll be like oh you know i think i deserve a race because i was like you know what let's get you a race okay come here over here tell me now let's write it down why should you get a race uh exactly this is why you're not getting a race yeah because you don't even know why you should get a race mm, you can't good. say but that person got a race so what fuck that person like they have nothing to do with you yeah why should you get a race because i said i've when I lived in Sweden, I had a few jobs where I was like an employee and I know I have no problem going in and asking for a race, but also I need to know if I know why I should get a race, you, you're going to get a race. Like I will yeah. go in and I say, I should get a race because this is this. And they'll be like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So that, so there's all people have just go ahead. weird mindset about certain things. I'm, <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and one thing I want to highlight is you went above and beyond, right? You went in on a day where you didn't need to work and you weren't going to get paid to do it, but you didn't like the answer. So you wanted to do something about it. I think oftentimes we, we don't like the answer. We don't like the outcome, but then we just sulk in it opposed to taking action and changing it. So talk a little bit about that for you and taking action to get mm -hmm. to where you want to go. I think this, this is the difference between like, a business owner mindset and an employee mindset because yeah. the same. So I used to have a, a, a boyfriend of mine that I was trying to help him like build up, you know, do his dream basically. Yeah. But I, what he could not wrap his head around was, but I can't go out one day and do some work that doesn't give me a paycheck, like mm. pay right now. Yeah. And I said, as a business owner, you do a lot of things that doesn't pay anything right now, but it will pay off. Yep. So I said, if you're an employee mindset, you will go somewhere, you put in hours, and then you get paid for those hours. That's now how business owner works. Yes. I will work every single day. And maybe I will not see that money until next month or next year or whatever the hell that is. Yeah. But that's not, so it shouldn't be like, if you think like that, maybe, you know, the employee lifestyle is for you, yeah. but that has never been for me. I have no problem putting in work today without really seeing what that's going to pay me because I know it will pay me. And that's what I did. Even I was an employee back then, but I knew that if I could prove myself, 
they were going to give me that position I wanted and a higher pay, which oh. they immediately did. I'm not saying it's going to happen like that yeah. all the time. Sometimes I have put in work too. Like I started a business, uh, a, as I said, I've done a lot of fails too in my life. Like I have started businesses that didn't work out. And you know what? Maybe I should talk about those more because yeah. of course we talk about the things that work for us, but I'll be honest, like one time I started an apparel company and it didn't turn out well and I don't have it today because yeah. it didn't, it was a way bigger investment that I had ever envisioned and I didn't have that. And when I started, it all sounded great, but it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to be and I don't have the company today. So I said, you know what, it's a very, you, you actually got me thinking about that. I'm going to start talking about the businesses I didn't succeed in. <laughs> well, well, and I, so I want to talk about that because mm -hmm. oftentimes if we don't succeed at something, people mm -hmm. treat it as a death sentence. And it's like, well, maybe I'm just not yep. good at being an entrepreneur. Maybe, mm -hmm. I, maybe I am meant to be an employee. Whereas other people say, all right, well, I learned that that's not something that interests me or that's not something mm -hmm. I'm good at. Let's mm -hmm. apply it to something else. So what yeah. about that for you? Were you able to bounce back from the setback or the failure, whatever you want to call it, right? Of that business that didn't work out and move on from. So I've, I've never only done one thing. Like I've yeah. always had, I like to start up new projects. I love yeah. to start new businesses. So I've always had my photography. So my photography, that business I started when I was 18 yeah. and I've always had that as like my little in the background thing or a lot of times it's been my main thing and I can always go back to that so I think that no matter what people want to do don't drop your whole life for it obviously yeah. but so I can tell you just briefly but I've actually had two different things so there was one thing where we started a uh apparel company basically or a it was a supplement apparel etc so we it was just a little bad timing honestly it was right before covid mm. covid hit and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> long said, story yeah. short it did yeah it did it was just the expenses were just too high to be able to to manage that and i also had so i have my own workout bands um which i still sell today but i actually when i first uh started that i had a very famous celebrity as the face of the brand thinking in my mind that you know what um this is fucking awesome i've always only worked with like instagram people yeah. or fitness people i was like a real celebrity this might be the shit you know yeah and not gonna lie <laughs> like it was expensive yeah. <laughs> obviously and it was very very cool because we did like a gift campaign and we had people like the most famous people i said because of contract stuff, I can't say names right now uh, because I, when I cut the person off, we had to like, I can never use this person's name for anything. Like right. we didn't end on any bad terms. It wasn't that, but it didn't work. So we had a lot of the biggest celebrities in the world posting this product. But the problem is that none of these people are fitness people. So nobody bought the damn band. <laughs> we got a lot of exposure and I yes. mean a lot. And nobody bought the band. Yep. And then after that, I even tried like a very famous fitness person also. Same there. 
nobody mm. bought the band and i was like this is so strange like i'm not getting it so i was like you know what screw it i'm gonna just downsize this whole thing it's not gonna be a huge business i'm just gonna apply it to my own already coaching program and yeah. just sell it as a side item and i sell way more bands today than what any of what we did before Yes. And I, I don't even try to promote it. I just sell my fitness program and people are like, wait, she has a band too? Okay, I'm going to get that. So it actually worked out better that way. But, you know, you got to try to know though. I wanted to test it and it was it was really cool. I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh my God, we're working with a celebrity. But it didn't work. Yep. And it no. doesn't mean that this she's not good or anything. It, that was just not her, her thing, you know? Yep. She probably does really well on selling other items. Yep. Absolutely. So, yeah. That's really That's good. That's another story. So I said, yeah, I have lost a lot of money in my life, but I've also made a lot of money in my life. So, and I, I see it like this. I know I have friends that are extremely obsessed with not spending money. They need to save everything. And I'm always like this. I like, I don't like to waste money, but I do like to invest if it helps me grow. Even if it doesn't grow my business, it grows me as a person and mentally. So yeah, sometimes you lose money, but you know what? Don't stress about it. Yep. You can make new money. <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. So now, I think no matter yeah. what it is, don't let it get to you too much. That was like the bottom line. <laughs> yep. No, that's perfect. Now, as you're starting and growing a business here in the United States, you also start doing some training of fitness folks. And so talk a little bit about how you get into the training aspect. Obviously, you're enjoying working out, but like you said, hey, I wasn't necessarily all in on training uh, with the rest of my lifestyle. I didn't necessarily have the diet down or the lifestyle down yet, uh, but mm -hmm. then you started coaching and training. So talk a little bit about how you got into that. It actually started back in Sweden. Uh, I was uh, an instructor at a gym. I did like step up classes and spin classes and stuff yeah. uh, for a while over there. Like I, you know, I just did the class because they saw that I was just very athletic and I was just good in the classes and they asked me to start hosting classes. So I did. And then when I came to the States right in the beginning, so I came here in 2012 and I didn't do it right. Actually, right as I got here, I immediately got licensed in the NASM, like the personal training, nutrition, corrective training, suspension training. So I studied all of these because I knew that whatever I was doing in Sweden wasn't going to work here. Uh, so I just got the licenses, even whether I was going to use it or not, you know. Uh, so I did that. also realized that, yes, studying can be good, but to be completely honest, fuck studying i'm sorry but there is so much misinformation out there yeah. and everything i've learned about health everything we thought we knew is bullshit mm -hmm. and the term doctor is a fucking joke these days um <laughs> that's why i made my shirts by the way these shirts sell really good <laughs> uh much better than the appear company i intended <laughs> to do first <laughs> um so either way so i came over here i met my neighbor uh, when I lived in Manhattan, he was, he worked for, uh, Ford models agency. Yeah. So we became very good friends. We both have dogs back then. So we would hang out every day, walk our dogs. And 
he was like, you know what? So I started training him first. And then he's like, you know what? You need to train my girls, he said. So Ford Models Agency hired me to train their models, like for runaway. These are like supermodels. Yeah. Like the, yeah. I trained some, some famous supermodels for like, uh, what's it called? Um, Fashion Week. Where is it? New York Fashion Week. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Not New York. The, the biggest one. God, I can't think. Is it Paris? No, whatever, wherever it is. Either way, <laughs> it doesn't matter. So they sent me these girls and I would train them for like a month or two just before they would go away and go on the runway. And I was shocked. Like these girls would come to me and oh, so they told me if I don't lose uh, like an inch or two around my, my hips, they're going to fire me. I'm like, girl, that's bone. What, like, how yeah. are we going to get rid of that? <laughs> Oh, so I can't gain any weight. I can't gain any muscle. And oh, they put me on the juice diet right now. Mm. I said, anybody who is like, understands health and fitness well, it's like a death sentence. Yeah. First of all, like just to explain, I know people think, oh my God, but isn't like a juice diet or a juice detox or a smoothie thing. Isn't that a good thing? Fuck no. There are certain benefits to doing like a juice cleanse or something for maybe a day or two. But overall, when you drink your food, you're causing a lot of harm to your liver. Mm. Yes, this goes for everything drinkable. Protein shakes too. Don't drink protein shakes all day long. I Believe it or not, I'm a professional athlete and I don't drink protein shakes ever. It's, it's, it's completely honest. I don't drink protein shakes. Yeah. That's just, I think that uh, most of the protein shakes out in the world are, are used by people that are not fitness people. Fitness yeah. people, we eat food. We eat food. Male <laughs> fucking fuel. <laughs> no, because it's always people are always oh, how many protein shakes you drink a day. Zero. <laughs> um, so I said they were putting it on the juice side, so they were gonna lose weight. And I said, Well, the issue with this too is that if you do drink drink your food for a while, and I say this because I've done it. I yeah. have done a juice diets back in Sweden when I was young and didn't know any better. And what happens when you stop the juice diet? You're gonna gain weight, right? more mm. than you started with so yeah. you basically go back to even worse than you were when you started this is what the body doesn't like rapid changes first of yeah. all i said when i when i diet for a competition i cut on in one whole week i might cut out 10 grams of rice wow that's the pace of my food decre decreasing so i said the body doesn't like rapid increases and it yep. doesn't like rapid decreases you do, there is no such thing as a quick fix weight loss. There is no such thing. It's going to harm you. Don't do that. So when yeah. people message me and say, what's the best way to lose weight fast? There is none. There is no good way. Yeah. I'm no sustain no sustainable way, right? It's not sustainable. No, but you, you should never practice. do it because if you lose, oh my God, I lost 50 pounds in a month. What do you, how do you think your hormones are right now? Go check right. your hormones, please. Like, yeah. Yes, maybe you lost that weight, but you immediately caused a lot of health issues to yourself. Yeah. I mean, there are people that are obese that maybe maybe the, the, the side effects of that rapid weight loss might overweigh the, you know, it might still yeah. be worth it for some people because it's like, if you don't drop this weight, you're going to die. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. You know, there yeah. are, you always have to weigh the, the pros and cons to everything. But a normal person that is not overly obese 
and wants to become healthy and happy and just lose weight. No, do not do this fast. We do it slow and we do it healthy. Yes. Now, you know, what's the encouragement to somebody? Because that's one of the probably the toughest parts of getting mm-hmm. in shape or getting to your fitness goals, right? Is it's a very mm-hmm. delayed delayed end result. You can see small wins along the way, but like the true, you know, picture you're going for, can be a very long time to get there. So how do you keep people motivated in those early parts where they're maybe not seeing the progress they'd want to yet? Trust me when I say they're going to see results fast. They're not going to get to their end goal fast. That's the difference. But here's the thing, when I start working with people, I said, if you don't see, if you're going to notice changes, immediately the first week the second week the third week you're going to see changes all the time if you actually do this right i had a very good example i have a lot of women coming to me and the main problem with these are actually not that they're eating too much it's that they're eating too little and they're slowing down their metabolism their body their hormones are so messed up that their body can't even burn fat anymore So they will come to me. I had three women only in the last month come to me, all of them eating under a thousand calories a day. I have never in my entire life ate that little. (laughs) Not even a child should eat that little. Do you know what your body is right now in starvation mode? And do you know what your body does when it thinks you're starving? It's storing fat to protect you from dying. Yes. Yeah. So these women, they would come to me and I was like, okay, so here's the deal. Uh, we're going to increase your food and we're going to cut down on your cardio. They're like, ah! wait, what did she just say? Is she crazy? <laughs> I was like, no, I know this sounds crazy, but I always tell them this. Here's the thing. Trust me. And I said, if, if this scares you, please call me every day. Mm. Call me every day. Weigh yourself every day in the beginning until you see that what I'm saying is true. So I have people that come and say, okay, I'm going to try it, but I'm really scared. I said, okay, you're going to check in with me every day. You weigh yourself every day. As soon as if you gain the slightest little weight, you tell me immediately because nothing crazy can happen overnight. Yep. So they will, they start doing this and they realize pretty soon that we start slowly increasing the food. Their metabolism starts getting boosted, right? And we also start cutting. said slow changes. You don't go from a thousand calories to two thousand overnight. You slowly increase. So we start boosting their metabolism. All of these women lost weight. None of them gained any weight. Oh. And I'm I'm not saying it's impossible because here's the thing: if you have health issues or messed up hormones yeah weight gain can happen but that's why i say when you come to me if i'm going to coach you i said step number one get blood work done check your hormones step number two get a food sensitivity test and then we can start working because if i tell you to eat let's say i tell you oh you're going to eat chicken every day and then it turns out that you're sensitive to chicken like i am i can eat chicken and it slowly but surely starts creating inflammation in your gut and it's going to prevent your, your progress. So I said, I don't want to give you a meal plan until I know what I'm, what I'm supposed to feed you. And people say, Oh, but what about, what about vegan and paleo and keto? What do you think about that? I said, bullshit. All of that is bullshit. You should eat a diet that is made for you. So like I should eat the max diet. You should eat the full diet. There is no such thing. Keto is one human being coming up with a diet that maybe worked for them. Yes. That's so good. And I have a very good example. I have a friend who has autoimmune disease and his, uh, so he's a professional like uh, 
fighting coach, like jiu-jitsu and stuff. He's a, yeah. a Sifu, like an official trainer in this. He has autoimmune disease and he almost died. We have a podcast wow. with this guy. His perfect diet to maintain his disease is a half and half vegan and all fish. Mm. So it's not vegan anymore, right? Yeah. But what do you call that diet? <laughs> right. I don't call it anything. It's, it's a diet that works perfect for him. That's, that's what it is. That's so, super and, good. And same, like I, I tell people what I eat, but I never really go into details on my calories because I said, why does it matter? Mm. What I eat doesn't matter to you. The foods I eat is not going to work for you. The amount I eat is not going to work for you because you are not me. That's really good. That's so good. Yeah. It's not, there's a one size fits all diet. It's hey, you got to figure out what works for yeah. you. Love it. So as you're training and growing your businesses, at some point you decide, well, maybe I would like to try this like competition thing. I mean, I've got my competitive nature. Uh, that's always been with me. And now I think I want to maybe step into the competing world. So talk a little bit about how that came to be and how you decided to compete. Uh, well, I actually did MPC, like traditional bodybuilding, like nine years ago. Um, so I, had, I'm, I lived in New York. Uh, I actually went to Times Square for some event. I met Dana Lynn Bailey, who back then was Miss Olympia Physique. Uh, and I know her very well today. She's the sweetest human being in the world. I met her and I was like, wow, she is so inspirational. Like, I love this woman. This is like, I, this is incredible. And, you know, she's massive. And it was, I didn't want to look like her, but it's, she still inspired me to the point where I was like, I need to try a competition. Obviously, yeah. I'm not going to be physique like she was, but let me try this bikini thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so I started prepping. I did all everything myself back then, did all the mistakes in the book. So that's how I've learned. Yeah. Uh, because what do you think I did? I go online, right? I Google mm. how to prep for a bikini show. Yeah. So as far as training and stuff, uh, you know, I, I knew how to train kind of, I knew how to train heavy. Let's point it that way. Yeah. So I was very strong and very tiny. Uh, so that's the thing when pe people, sometimes I go live sometimes when I train and people are like, there's no way you train that light. Yes, I do. That's uh, how I grow the visual muscle because it's not about being the strongest person. It's about being the smartest person. Yeah. So I would train super, super heavy. And I would be, I would be that tiny little toothpick who would bicep curl 45 pounds. No yeah. problem. Yeah. I cannot do that today. No way. Um, so I train like that. So. And I also read, you know, I Googled like a bikini diet, oh, biggest mistake ever. <laughs> uh, so I, I found a diet plan online and I started following it. And this diet plan had like no carbs, basically, because that's what people think you need to do. People think you need to cut carbs to lose weight. But here's the thing, what people fail to realize. It's not the carb itself that is the bad guy. Carbs are energy. Yep. You need energy to do things, right? It's not the potato that is bad for you. When you eat fries, it's the oil they fry it in. Yes. If you ate a potato by itself without the oil, it's not bad for you. It's the yeah. fucking oils. Like, and so many oils are inflammatory and buy an air fryer. That's all I can say. <laughs> I don't use oil. I don't use yeah. oil when I cook. No, zero oil. Not even yeah. cooking spray. Fucking air fryer. <laughs> Uh, so I said, it's not the carbs. People have this misconception that carbs are the devil. They're not. That's not how it works. Um, so I said, when you start cutting out your carbs, 
you're probably cutting out the fat too. And, that, and then you're losing weight, right? And then yeah. when you cut carbs too, you lose water weight. That's what you lose. It's not fat. It's mm. fake weight. And you can still you lose your water weight and eat carbs. Yeah. So either way, I cut my carbs, obviously. So I start dropping weight rapidly. And I turn into like a, a skeleton with skin on and some abs. That was basically <laughs> me. I got so small. And also back then, I didn't know how my body worked fully mm. so i was doing a lot of cardio these days i know that you know when i cut i don't do cardio mm. zero cardio i do for my competitions and i also never realized how much food my body actually requires yeah. uh, so i was under under eating over doing cardio uh stepped on the stage i did really bad uh first of all they told me i had way too much abs they don't want a bikini girl with a straight nine pack you know <laughs> um and i was way too lean and all of these things so then I waited uh, like a month and I actually cut down on my cardio, increased my food and went in and did a fitness competition and placed fourth. So from me being less lean and eating more food and not doing so much cardio, I looked better. Yeah. And I think I, I didn't actually really realize everything back then, but I think I was like, okay, you know what? I actually look better a little bit fuller and not yeah. so crazy shredded because I also saw that being shredded that's not my problem. Yeah. It's keeping muscle that is my problem. Everybody mm. has their own issues. Yeah. You know, we all have our own struggles and um, none of them are easier or worse than anything else. We just yep. have to learn to work with them. Uh, so I did these shows and then I was like, you know what? I probably need to grow more muscle. So I, I hired a, a coach, like a good coach, and he's the one who got me into the whole no cardio thing. Mm. Uh, and that's when I started doing it because, you know, he gave me what I, he told me what to do. And I actually trusted him, yeah. which is this, here's the thing. If you hire a coach, yes, there are bad coaches out there, of course. But you if for, do your research yep. and when you find a good coach, trust them. Don't think they're bullshitting you because I hear so often too, oh, but they told me to do that, but I didn't do that. Why not? How the hell are they going to coach you if you don't do what they tell you? How yep. are they supposed to know? I tell my clients all the time, well, if you didn't sleep well or you didn't take a shit today, you tell me immediately. I need to know everything about you. Yep. As People don't understand that everything has to do with each other. Yep. everything has to do with each other. Um, or I even have clients sometimes, I didn't want to do a check-in because I got my period. Oh, definitely do your check-in. I need to know exactly what you look like on your period yep. because that we have to take in consideration. What if you have it on stage? Right. Um, everything matters. So either way, so I coached with him. Everything went great. And then I broke my wrist. <laughs> so I was at Olympia taking pictures and I was on a hoverboard, tripped, <laughs> fell, broke my wrist, uh, had a horrible doctor that treated me incorrectly so i didn't use my arm i always told people it was eight months but then i told the story the other day and started counting i didn't use my arm for 13 months wow uh because uh he let me heal back with like thousands of pieces of crushed bone in my arm so oh i couldn't do anything like i couldn't even hold the glass yeah uh, and i tried to find a doctor to help me fix it but nobody wanted to help me everyone in this country is so scared of getting sued uh, yep. so i ended up taking a flight to sweden and they <laughs> sitting in the weight room and I was like, hi, you know, I'm here. And uh, I show them my arm and they're like, yeah, and the hand was poking out sideways like this. And it had been like that for months wow. and months, you know? Yeah. And they bring out five doctors in the room. Look at me like, 
we've never seen anything like this in our lives. Oh my god! <laughs> They're like, you need surgery like now. Yeah. So I got surgery on Christmas uh, by actually, I'm very glad because they said you can have a surgery on any day, whatever. But this doctor is the best and he can only do Christmas. I was like, Christmas it is. Because yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm very glad that I waited for this doctor. He did a very good job. And I, I mean, my arm doesn't work like a normal arm, but I use my arm perfectly fine. I train, I bodybuild, I compete, I do everything. Yes, I get, I get pain, a lot of pain, but I do like, I inject my amino acids. Mm. Uh, I talk about this all the time on my Instagram. Like it's life-changing to actually do an injection rather than doing it orally. And it, it takes away not all the pain, but most of it. Yeah. Very, so it works great. And uh, after the surgery, the way, so these doctors are not, fitness people obviously so they yeah. told me you know you you're not going to be able to do this and that you can't compete you can't do a push-up i was like wait i can't do a push-up <laughs> so my first push-up i did five weeks after surgery <laughs> i was like here's i tell people hey don't be stupid don't do like stupid things but don't trust doctors like unless you have a doctor that has been through this if your doctor is a bodybuilder that broke his wrist okay trust his word but right. besides that i wouldn't no. yep. I had a client that has bad scoliosis. Uh, I have scoliosis too, really bad. Okay. Uh, I had a pain in my back my whole life when I was young. And uh, I, the way I train, like I, I don't really have pain. I also sleep flat on my back and I never have any issues really on occasion. But my client says, I have a really bad scoliosis. My doctor told me I can never train again in my life. And wow. I was like, wait, what? I said, uh, this girl today deadlifts more than I do. <laughs> And she was like, oh, my God, thank you so much for telling me, you know, I should go train anyway. I was like, I'm telling you, like, these people don't know. They just read from a book. Right. That's what they do. And it's ridiculous. So yes. I don't honestly, I'm my own. best. Everybody should be their own best doctor. Learn your body. Yep. You can you can depend on other people to understand how your body works. That's insane these people have not been through shit they just read everything in a book a book that also considering what's been going on in the world for the last few years do you really trust what's in that book mm. i had a crazy conversation with my friend yesterday here's the thing do you believe that somebody's actually ever been in space mm. have you ever seen proof that somebody has actually been on the moon have you seen the recording and pictures of people being on the moon yeah yeah I, there's a very big chance that nobody's ever been there. I'm just saying, hey, do your own research. I'm not saying trust my word, but yeah. I have a lot of friends and we talk a lot of deep stuff and we have, we do all of our own research and I'm very skeptical. Yeah. Let's just say that. No, <laughs> so, I, I like that though. That That's good. All I the mean, information, you know, yeah. everything we've ever read and learned in our lives, what is actually true? Because it's very clear that we're being lied to all the time mm. so then you, i start questioning everything yeah. in life absolutely and i think everybody should do that yep no it's good right i mean to, yeah. if, you, if you still come up with the same result that's fine right but validate yeah. it for yeah. yourself that's no okay. and i'm just saying too for every single person like you or anybody who listens to me anything i say yep. don't take my word for it listen to me and if you think that what i say seems like i have a good point go research it but don't take, just take my word for something that came out of my mouth. Because here's the thing. I honestly, to me, is one of the most important thing in life. But how can you know that what I'm saying is true? You can't. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. 
please take my information and go do your own research. And if you do your research and you, you, you see that, oh, shit, she was right. I'm here for you. Yeah, absolutely. So, I uh, it. I <laughs> yeah, I love it. Now, as you've progressed and you've continued to compete the last couple of years, you've continued mm-hmm. to do well. And by doing well, you've been able to have a couple partnerships. So one is like first form. And then one is with our mutual friend, Chris, over at uh, Violate the Dress Code. So uh, talk a little bit about, um, you know, those partnerships and how they've come to be for you. Uh, well, no, the, those don't have anything to do with me competing. I'm just, so I'm, I have a very big mouth, as you might have realized here. I talk a lot. I'm very good at selling myself and yeah. also proving myself. I like to prove myself. So also I'm very, I'm, when I'm out and about, I'm very social, but I also love to be by myself. But if I go somewhere, you bet believe that you're going to know I'm there. Like I'm, yeah. I will, yeah, you there. You won't miss that I am somewhere. <laughs> um so i yeah i started competing in wbff two years ago but um i've had so first of all just turn out to my my photography so for 18 years i've done photography i shoot content for almost i've shot for the majority of fitness brands that exist and i never wanted to work with any of them because of the reason that i don't use supplements yeah i don't drink protein shakes I might drink pre-workout a few times a year. Um, energy drinks often hurt my stomach. Um, I do eat protein bars on occasion, but as, again, I like food. So I never really wanted to work with any brands and I'm so uh, big about the gut health and everything. So I always did content and my clients always asked me, would you consider being an athlete? And I always said no. So uh, during COVID, I got really bored. And also I didn't have a social media before COVID. I, I mean, I had it, but I wasn't doing anything because yeah. I do it for other people. And I got bored because I was locked inside. So I started doing content with myself and my pages started blowing up immediately And I, because I know what to do. Like, this is what I do for a living. Right. I help people grow yeah. uh, online. So uh, my pages started growing. And uh, so I did like a, a thing with Violated Dress they reached out to me and asked about something at some point then honestly they have become some of my best friends i love yeah. the owners ellen chris yeah. they're just the best and uh yeah i'm gonna be straight up honest i have an apparel sponsor one enemy i'm not sponsored by violate like that but they're some of my best friends and we do a lot of fun stuff together and i love their clothes so i do it because i freaking love it and I don't know if I can share it. Actually, I got my own fit coming out next week. Let's go! <laughs> but uh, so that I have, I also I work with Transcend, which is a hormone replacement clinic, which is they do all my blood work, food sensitivity tests. I get my peptides, vitamins, everything, and they are my freaking life saviors. So I said I don't go to hospitals. <laughs> so I talked to Jesse, uh, one of the owners. I talk to him almost on a daily basis. Uh, so this is like sorry. A while ago, I broke my foot. Uh, I broke my I broke my toes and feet like four times. So I broke, I was in the gym and this shitty apartment building I live in, the gym, everything is broken. So I'm in there with my headphones and I don't notice that a 45 pound plate falls off a broken bar on my foot. Oh my so gosh. it falls and I almost pass out. And yeah. I was like, no, not again. <laughs> uh, so I jump up and I feel like, okay, it's fractured or like yeah. fractured, not broken, broken, but it was fractured for sure. So I go upstairs and I was like, I'm not going to go to the doctor. They're going to charge me thousands of dollars to ice my foot. I can do that myself. 
so I go upstairs. I order a hard shoe on Amazon. I ice my foot, you know, on and off 20 minutes, uh, um, put my leg up high, all of this. And then I call Jesse and I say, Jesse, if I can fracture my foot, uh, can I inject the BPC in my foot, you think? Like it's re for recovery and healing. So it's called the Wolverine peptide. It's like a funny name for it, yeah. which I didn't know back then. I was like, can I put it in my foot? Do you think it will help? He's like, well, you could technically, but it shouldn't really matter, you know? So I was like, yeah, I'm going to try. And I look at it and say, wait, I don't have any fat on my foot. Where am I going to inject it? You know? So I just keep doing it in my stomach or my, my glute, like I always did. And, and, you know, just treated well. I trained with my hard shoe on and everything. Six weeks later, I leg pressed six plates. No problem. Wow. And I, I was kidding people like, oh my God, you, you have to go to the hospital. I was like, no, I do not. I said, uh, I know my body so well. If my foot was actually broken and bone was sticking out and it was bleeding, yeah, of course I would have gone there. But it wasn't the skin wasn't broken. Yeah. And I felt and I saw that there were no bones like poking out anywhere. So why am I supposed to go there? What what do you think they're gonna do? Charge me two thousand dollars to put ice on it? Are you like seriously? No yeah. thanks. I've been through this before. So everything you find there. And then also before my last competition, I got like food poison or I got colitis so colitis is something uh, you can have it permanent like I actually have friends who have colitis all the time mm. it's a like a bowel issue kind of so caused by different types of foods etc and a lot of people uh, basically you shit blood <laughs> it's very bad and a yeah. lot of people can have this all the time uh, so I have a friend now I'm trying to help with her figure out her diet because mm. there are certain foods that can trigger it and yeah. especially the food sensitivity is a big uh, uh, DL here and the same is Crohn's is another uh, the thing you can have people might have heard of it Crohn's disease yeah so it's just a lot of gut issues so I don't have any of these but I got uh, like a temporary colitis so I guess you can get it from so it's, I don't know for for a fact where it came from but because I was on prep and only cooking my own food but it could have come from like a, I bought maybe groceries in the store that had some sort of bacteria I don't know I'm not yeah. gonna say exactly why I got it uh, but something like that. So I go to the hospital because I was throwing up and like, I was so bad. I couldn't breathe. It was so bad. And I was like, what the hell did I eat? It must have been some poisoning going on. So I go to the hospital. Immediately, they put the freaking IV shit in my arm. And I said, wait, who, who, what are you doing? They're giving you nausea medication. No, I said, you don't give me nothing. Nothing. I'm on prep and I don't take meds. They're like, what? No, don't. I said, let me fucking be. I'll throw up. It's fine. So I'm, I'm there for two whole days almost. I had to be there. And they, I said, I want you to do all the tests on me to be, see. I want to know what's wrong. So they do like lung tests, like liver tests, uh, gut tests, like all the freaking tests on me to figure out what's wrong. And it says on the paper something, colitis, yada, yada, yada. So I take my paper. I call Transcend. <laughs> and all my whole paperwork, it says patient refuses medication, patient refuses medication, patient refuses on everything. I was like, yeah. I'm not going to huh? take that shit. Oh, and do you know what they also told me? To not take probiotics. For some reason, all of my friends too say the same. The doctors tell you to not take probiotics. Please explain that to me. They're purposely trying to make you sick, so you got to come for meds. I mean, I don't know what other reason you would say that. <laughs> oh, but do take antibiotics. You probably need antibiotics. They say, do I? And no probiotics. Like, mm. um, what is going on right now? So I said, either way, I did all of this, and then... Um, 
I got, so I still use my BPC, which is good for the gut. And then something called TB500, which is another peptide that is good for the gut. I used this and then I was fine. It took like one and a half week before I was really good again, but then I was fine. So either way I said, no matter what happens to me, yes, there are reasons when maybe you have to go to a doctor, but fucking please people don't just take the damn meds they give you. Yeah, That's, it's only gonna make you worse. If the doctor can't tell you you are sick right now because of this, go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Don't say, oh, you're sick, take meds. Yeah, but what's the cost? Right. Because if you take meds, it's not going to fix the problem. It's only going to hide it and give yep. you other side effects. Uh, I, get, I, I get very like, when I talk about doctors, because yes. it's, it's a joke. It's oh. a serious joke. I love it. Um, what was I saying? Oh, the partnership. Sorry, I'm like yeah. spacing out on other stuff yeah. here. <laughs> uh, so I'm a hyperactive ADD, all of that, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> I'm all over the place. Um, no, so I compete in WBFF. I've uh, done four shows total. Yep. Actually, five. I did a virtual show during COVID, got my pro card. Then yep. I won my first show. Uh, then my second show was Worlds. Last year, I got third place. Then I did another USA show, won that one too. And then I did Worlds again now and got fourth place. So I'm working for the world title. Yes. That's I all it. I got left. And then I do coaching. I coach girls to compete. And it's a lot of fun. And I have a lot of women coming to me because I have tattoos and no breast implants. And I still won two shows. Yes. So there, there, people are starting to realize that you can actually do these things. You don't have to look the way. That's why I love WBFF because they're they like when you're different. They like to highlight, like everybody can be beautiful no matter what they look like. And that's why, you know, when I coach somebody, I'm like, you don't want to look like anybody else. You don't want to post like anybody else. You don't want to dress like anybody else. You want to be you because that's what's beautiful about you. Yes. And I just, it's, I never thought, because I was always a tomboy and I still am, but now I love this whole glammy up and like girly and dresses and stuff. And me and my coach always joke about it. We're like, it was that little girl inside just woke up. <laughs> yeah. But Maz, I, I, I love that. as That's probably a great way to kind of wrap up our conversation because throughout your mm-hmm. whole story, it's been, you know, living in the authenticness of who Max mm-hmm. is, right? And mm-hmm. whether that was the way you did photography or the way you train or the way you view medicine or the way you now are uh, you competing, yeah. it's always true to you. And so- I, you know, I love that that's been kind of the common theme and I can't wait to continue to watch your journey and all the amazing things you're going to do and uh, where that's going to take you. Oh, side note, you said about first form. So I actually reached out to first form and the reason, uh, so when I first reached out, I didn't really know much about their supplements. I'll be Uh honest, I didn't. I called them and I said, hey, I want to be a part of your team because of your beliefs and you know, Andy Frisella, the owner, like I'm very passionate about fighting about this whole medication and the, all the politics shit, like the people I surround myself with are people that are willing to fight till we freaking die, you know? And their company, what they stand for means everything to me. So I talked to them. I said, uh, I haven't looked into the supplements yet, but I love what you stand for. And somehow I want to work with you guys. I said, then I went to the website and actually realized that they have vitamins that I use. I didn't even know that. I said, I don't use their protein powder and the pre-workout, like I have it. And on occasion, I like to use pre-workout, but not very often. I like yeah. coffee, uh, but they have digestive enzymes, which I use every single day, three times a day and liver detox, which I use twice a day, every day. So I was very happy when I saw that they actually had the products 
I do use. Because yeah. I was like, oh, shit, I didn't even know that. That's great. And then, you know, I love their protein bars, trying to not eat them too often. Uh, because, again, like food should always be your main source of fuel. Yeah. Protein shakes are great. Protein bars are great. All of this stuff is great as a replacement when you can't eat food. Yep. That's, that's what it's for. It's supposed to be an alternative when they're, you know, because life gets crazy sometimes. Yep. That's good. That's good. I love it. Well, Max, where can people find you on socials and connect with you? Uh, well, so say if, if any of my accounts get shut down, just find the next one because I get banned and restricted and everything all the time because I speak up very loudly and honest about everything. But I'm on Instagram, uh, Max West. Um, as my name m-a-a-x-x-w-e-s-t and that name i use everywhere so if you go to tiktok same name uh if you go to facebook same name if you go to twitter same name uh then if you go to my instagram page i have the links to like my my podcast and my photography pages everything is in my bio so i guess that's the easiest way instead of me trying to read all of that up because i have a lot of instagram pages (laughs) yes you do you do. Same with the website, Max. Yeah. So I actually have maxwest.com to make it easy, but it's also called madmax.com. So either one works. I always link several pages to be sure nobody gets confused. I love it. Well, Max, thanks again for being on and sharing your story. And uh, yeah, super excited to see all the things you'll continue to do. Thank you so much for having me. And who knows, maybe you're on my podcast next time. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs>